And then with COVID and everything happening, I knew if I didn't focus on the joy in things, it was going to be really easy to slip away, especially like we talked about before we got on air. Like I was like, time to do this 100 Happy Days Challenge again. So if anyone wants to know what it is, you can go to 100happydays.com. And basically, once a day, you post a picture about something that you're happy about that day. And you, you want to be happy for 100 days straight. And they say, you know, after 30 days, you create a habit. And so mm -hmm. after 30 days, I was just happier in general. Um, That's so cool. Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way in these sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. Deciding to join forces, we began our journey to teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the Light and Dark Workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, -face, we decided to take our collective experience and start a podcast. And here we are today. If you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee. Or a Red Bull. And buckle up for today's episode. So welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. Uh, today, we have Maddie Maharis from Tampa, Florida with us, and we're going to be talking about encouraging others, uh, building each other up, um, all of those good things. Uh, Maddie, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we're, we're happy that you're here. We're excited. So, um, so tell us a little bit about about you, where, okay. where you're based, what you do, what you love uh, photographing. So I'm based in the Tampa Bay area. So like Tampa, St. Petersburg. Um, but pre-COVID, we traveled a lot. <laughs> That's like how the new terms are. It's like pre-COVID. Right. I primarily focus in weddings and church events and families. I just feel like the family thing trickles down from weddings. Um, yeah. I got into photography because I was in the military and I got pregnant and I had a job I couldn't do anymore because I couldn't handle the materials I was working with pregnant. Mm -hmm. And it stuck. <laughs> <laughs> So like the military it. gave you a photography job? No so, way. Yeah, they have photorealism. So yeah. Uh, <clears throat> different branches call it different things. Um, for us, it was combat camera. Uh, wow. It, it was cool. Nice. Yeah. It was really cool, and it's not something, like, I blast out there. There's yeah. not necessarily a reason, but just sometimes it gets awkward, I guess, when they're like, you shot people in the military? And I was like, different, different. Yeah, different, different kind of shooting. Yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of stuff did they have you taking photos of? I mean, it's like photojournalistic type, so, like telling stories of. Yeah, so a lot of storytelling, like typical journalism, like you would see like presidential stuff being covered. We would have stuff like that covered and... Um, <laughs> Anytime there's like new people, like new leadership, like a new boss would take over a company, there's like this massive ceremony with these traditions. And so you photograph that. Um, 
And then there's really cool action stuff overseas or like different events that people do that are not like ceremonial. Okay. So to speak, like I'm trying to think of like the best way to worry, you know, like right. Yeah. Like, weaponry like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that kind of stuff <laughs> it's it's really interesting and basically the only thing they taught me was how to not make them look bad <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in turn it makes for a really good business you know? yeah so i wish i learned more about the camera then like it's mm -hmm. like here's a little green box it's automatic have fun don't yeah. make us look bad let's go so <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> but what a cool start it's an interesting start <laughs> yeah for sure yeah it's very different than the like you know i got a camera when i was 13 and i've always just you know carried it around uh, yeah. like you know so many of us have that story uh, i mean too when i was little i did those things you know i had like this mm -hmm. Fisher Price camera in downtown Boston. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. And I didn't even realize the, like, my dad's like, you know, you've always kind of loved this. I was like, I did. <laughs> pulls up all these old pictures. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, cool. I guess I, I did. Know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. I was like, I don't think I could even say full sentences at this point, but I was carrying my grandfather's camera around. But I don't, uh -huh. that's like my story, you know, I think. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, a different. <laughs> yeah i feel like that kind of photojournalistic start to um translates really well for like the way that you photograph weddings like you you have that way of of telling stories where it's not just like it's not like you're shooting at the moment but you're in the moment and and getting mm -hmm. like the stories through different angles and waiting for the moments and not just like all right yeah this is pretty and that's pretty over there and <laughs> um yeah do, do you feel like that kind of transferred into yeah. when you, you took it into a business i yes um but what's funny about it is in my notes <laughs> i also you know um in the military you kind of don't have emotion they train you to not show it and you you know yeah. just as a society in general and like as a woman in general if we're emotional it's like a certain stereotype that gets put on us and mm -hmm. so that's like amplified in the military if you're an emotional girl like you can't yeah, handle yeah. the stress or you can't whatever and so i learned how to suppress it and not feel it you know kind of thing and so when i started doing this for work i refused to allow that to be the case anymore okay, um, okay. and i think that kind of goes into like why it's important to build others up and yourselves up and what you know how that ties into each other mm -hmm. um so i don't know if you just want me to like go into that a little or yeah sure yeah, yeah, go go ahead. Ahead. so uh also, you know, like we're all believers and like they say iron sharpens iron. And so I think that that's like a big aspect of why encouraging others is super important. And, um, you know, you guys asked in the email, uh, encouraging others and how that's helpful in general and like what it does to our own lives by building others up. Mm -hmm. And something that i had done um i was in just like kind of a rough place in, in my life like going through divorce and mm -hmm. all of that stuff and i i 
personally in particular, you feel really happy when I see I can make other people happy. And so I was like in a rut and it was like New Year's and I don't believe in resolutions. I'm like, all right, my New Year's goal is this. Uh It's the same thing. (laughs) Better, you know? But when you say resolution, it's like, I know this is going to end in three weeks. Yes. Yes. (laughs) There's no weight to hold me to this. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I feel like with goals, because I have to put like a date yes. for a goal, because I can say, oh, I want to do this, or I want to, you know, I, I really want to get, uh, you know, to this weight or whatever, which is yeah. usually my New Year's resolution. <laughs> I'm going to start working out again, uh, or stop eating pizza. Uh, <laughs> but then pizza is so good, <laughs> and it's so easy, because you can just like, all right, yep, reorder that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, with with putting like a, a number or a goal or a date to mm-hmm. the goal, it really, I get, I feel like it holds me more accountable. Like mm-hmm. I have that accountability where it's not just me saying, I'm going to do this. And then whenever I don't want to, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. But and like I said, it yeah, it's written down, mm-hmm. which there's the power of writing things down. Absolutely. You know, we're, yeah. We yeah. Got, we got pins all over here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like, um, I mean, we were we were talking about this before. <laughs> Rachel's like, we got one somewhere too. Yeah, I'm, good. I'm in this. Uh, but... I did write notes with it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we have all the notes today. Uh, but we, I mean, we kind of chatted a little bit about that with our uh, our post its uh, yes. before we started recording. But uh, I feel like with because I have like these online to-do lists and stuff that I put on there. But if I don't open it up, I'm right. not going to see it. Yeah, and there's mind. something about writing down what I need to do. Yeah. It just like, it puts it in my mind a little bit better to yes. where uh, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I remember writing this down. Yeah. I'm going to work on that now. And there's psychology be- behind like checking something off. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that feels so good just yes, to do that. I <laughs> once read that you should even put like brushing your teeth and making your bed and these things because once you check them off, you just get motivated. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I'm like, sure did brush the top and the bottom. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got a check for all 32 teeth. I'm good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> your wife's gonna be like, babe, this is a really long list you got there. Yeah, you've got like 400 things to do today. <laughs> this is crazy. But look at how many I've finished already. We're through a quarter before 9 a.m. Uh. Uh, I think that goes back to, too, like uh, I made a goal that I was going and for one year. So I was mm. writing down the date, like 12 months. I was going to compliment a stranger a day. Oh, that's a great goal. Like that. Sometimes it was in person. Sometimes it was online and Mm -hmm. it can be as easy as like, Hey, nice nail polish or cool shoes, bro. Um, and it, you know, I know like when I'm out in public and someone's like, Hey, you're, hair looks nice and I don't even know the person I'm like oh my gosh thank you so much <laughs> yeah it, it must is actually look nice food. yeah because yeah. yeah. sometimes whenever it's just like a friend it's yeah. just like are you, does it really look nice though are you just saying right that? Yeah. My, yeah my friends will tell you I'm notorious like when they compliment me I'm like yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you actually have to say that because you know I'm like dying on the inside right now so <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it, 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 
completely changed my trajectory and it completely changed how I looked at things. Mm. Um, and it translated into my work massively because one, I was happier. And when we're happy and we're photographing things, we photograph them a lot different than when we're sad. Yes. But in turn, it found me to search out, to seek out um, the positives in everybody or like Mm -hmm. find, you know, oftentimes, like I'm sure all of us have gotten that inquiry where it's like, I'm really um, self-conscious. I don't like this and I don't like that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, okay, it's good to be aware of those things, but like, let's find out what's really super cool about you and like beautiful about you. And let's bring that out and focus on it first. Yeah. And even during sessions, you know, I'll like grab my camera and be like, look at this, like, look at your blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what? Uh That complimentary attitude, like it rolls into it and it makes them feel better. Oh yeah. 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 I feel like I mean I I for a long time was very self-conscious of showing the back of my camera. Um and I guess, you know, for any film photographers listening, uh <laughs> yeah, I so uh, short short micro story. I had shot a roll of film at one of my recent weddings and uh there was a little kid and I took a photo of him and then he was like, Can I see? And I was like um no yeah like showed him the back of the camera it's just black and i was like i'm sorry like uh this is old school uh but you'll see it uh, in like uh, you know a few weeks yeah Um, once i mail it off and get it back (laughs) right yeah (laughs) but i used to feel really self-conscious um myself in my uh my abilities as a photographer and i was like i want to show them this photo but i don't want them to look at it and be like oh well that's not great but as soon as i started uh like especially like you said whenever you get those inquiries that are like hey can you make sure that my arms look thinner or something like that or i'm really self-conscious about this um that whenever you get like that really amazing shot and you're just like okay i've got to show you this and you show them and like that it tends to completely change their whole mannerisms and everything because they're just like i look good like you took that photo i look great yeah Yeah, i feel so much more confident now to go through the rest of this photo session Mm -hmm. i love it when they say that's me Uh my favorite and i'm like yes this is how everybody else looks at you yeah exactly yeah 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 we have the that filter of like we are our harshest critics oh yeah and 100%. and so many other people are like no you're amazing like you look great and you know you do this and you're kind it's like yeah but but i don't do and then you go into all all of your things and i feel like if we could just see ourselves through other people's eyes like everyone would just be so much happier and feel yeah. so much better about themselves yeah but yeah so um so yeah yeah um so how i mean you kind of mentioned how you got into photography through the military um did you start your business like immediately like you got out of the military and you're like i'm gonna continue doing this um i started doing it on the side and like playing around and i was definitely that like you know, $25 session person. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Me too, girl. Me too. Oh, yeah. I, like, the latest thing is like been viral. I'm sure you guys have seen it where it's like all these great photographers undercharging. And I'm like, except you don't know where they're at. 
Exactly. Right. Yeah. Let people do what they need to do. And I'm sorry, there's like so many people in the world that need photographers. There's enough for every, that's, that's my feeling on it is that, that there's a client for every photographer. And so whether you're a beginner like that, those people who are going to those beginners are not going to hire me because they're not in that same place. So great that they have somebody who was willing to capture them for what their budget is and where they are in life. It's absolutely, that's fantastic. And I feel like when people are, I mean, the financial aspect of photography is always like the biggest question for everyone. Like, what do I charge? Mm. What do I do? And there's like a bazillion factors that go into it. Totally. But the biggest thing is it can really wreck you mentally. If you go in swinging a bat, charging a thousand dollars for a family session. And nobody and, hires you. <laughs> exactly. And so like, if, or, or if you don't, your name's not out there yet. Like, You've got no portfolio, you know, in a place where you can wait it out. That's amazing. But like for me, I became a single mom. I couldn't wait it out. I had to do what I needed to do to make money. And there's zero wrong with that. And that's like what I'm always telling people in the forums. I was like, yes, you do need to value yourself. You do need to do cost of business, but you also have to do you. Like if you have to make money, do it. Like I am not... I literally just gave this speech like two days ago in a forum because <laughs> people were doing the same thing to this girl, yeah. like you are way undercharging. And I'm like, you don't know where she's at. Let her yeah. charge the amount right now. Like she's yeah. fine. And like, I also think like, I won't walk away from things for sure. That is like not going to value my worth a hundred percent. Yeah. But also like I got an inquiry from somebody at my church and they're like, we're getting married tomorrow and our photographer bailed and it was like a friend of ours and all we can afford is a thousand dollars. I'm like, all right, I'll come in for a few hours. This is all we need covered. And I just walked away. I, I was going to have zero income and now I'm like a thousand dollars. Like there's my mortgage. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I, I think there's power in not power is the wrong word. I think there's something good for the soul for you to do those sessions or those weddings every year. Like yeah, not blasting them out and t- saying, Oh, look at me, look what I did. But every year taking on a few weddings that, you know, these people love you and they want to work with you and they're going to be awesome. And this is a way you can bless them. And you know that they can't afford your pricing and you work with mm. them. Yep. I think there's something that blesses your, your business for doing yeah. that. And, uh, you know, not that that's the reason you do it, but I think that you should be seeking out ways that you can give back to others. That's just like from lots more than six feet away. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I, I couldn't agree with that more, and I, I think that's like that also greatly improves our work and our connection with people. It does. Right. Oh yeah. It does. Yeah. And I mean, how like because the majority of the people, first of all, that I've had, you know, that happen a couple of times where it's been you know, uh, couples from my church or, you know, whatever that just like had a smaller budget and they reached out and were like, I know the answer is probably no, but this is our budget. Is there any way you can work with us? And I'm like, giving you the whole shebang, like not even like exactly, you know, your money's worth what you're giving me money wise, whatever, giving you the whole shebang. You deserve the whole shebang, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But that also, like you said, like that in turn, then gives us amazing reviews and they become like family and then they then talk us up to other people too so i mean it just it's an investment right (laughs) like an investment into people and an investment into your business and i guess trickles down you know like 
It does. They're gonna appreciate you a lot more. Not always. Not always, yes. And that's why I, I don't say, like, I, I wouldn't say do this for every person who asks. Um, you know, use your judgment on, like, whether or not they're actually going to be a good client for you, whether or not it's going to be a good experience, because you don't want to go into it where you're like, oh, yes, I'll do this for you, and then they treat you like dirt. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's not good for you, for one thing, mental health-wise. But, yeah. but, you know, using your judgment and being willing to give back to others mm -hmm. is, I think... Um, a beautiful thing. Yeah. And something oh, yeah. that we as business owners get to do. Yeah. yeah. And it's humbling. And that's, that's yes. Yeah. And that's something too, to think in mind that like we have policies in place, but we get to break those policies if we want to, yeah. we get to choose that. Mm -hmm. So, Oh yeah. Especially with all the reschedules with COVID and everything. It's like, yeah, yeah. I can stand next to or stand by my, my contract and be like, no, sorry, that's non-refundable. You've already paid that money or, uh, which, which would be fine. That's like business standpoint. That's and yeah. For that, some people it has to be like that. And some people it has to be. And, uh, yeah, but you get the choice. If you want to do mm -hmm. that, if you want to say, I'm sorry, you know, here's your money back. You get yep. to make that choice. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I just had, I just had a couple, um, text me yesterday where they had postponed their wedding due to COVID and they had found me on Instagram. They wanted to hire me for like just little elopement. And then the groom's father got sick. And then they're like, we don't know when this is going to be. We've already paid you this deposit. And, you know, texted me yesterday that he had unfortunately passed away. And they're like, we're like, we want you to keep some of this just because you've been great to work with, but we do need our refund. I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to give you, give you it all back. Like I've, I've done nothing but pretty much talk to them. Like we didn't do any engagement yeah. session or anything. Um, but um, there's, I think there's something to be said of having that connection with people and seeing your clients as people and seeing them as like living yeah. living people and not just numbers and like, Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to hit 30 weddings this year, or I'm going to, I've already got this many for next year. It's like, I've, you know, you've, they're all people. Um, and I, I feel like having those connections, um, and seeing them that way rather than just a dollar amount mm -hmm. goes a long way for your relationship with them, but also your, uh, like your mental health as a business owner. Because um, oh. I mean, not to like, you know, talk bad about uh, major corporations, but a lot of major corporations that are making, you know, billions, they're, they don't have those, those mindsets of, these are all people they're like okay if we do this Numbers. we yeah. can we can take this much more money and then we can do that and you know we don't have to pay our lower workers as much because we can keep this and it it shifts into um uh, into like an unhealthy business standpoint when you're only about the money yeah i mean there's like that big people over profits movement and there's so much validity oh yeah and of course like we have to make money like right right we are a business so we do have to pay our bills we have mm -hmm. to eat just like everybody else <laughs> uh -huh. but there's a point where it's like where does you lose humanity yeah right yeah you know yeah okay. there there is kind of a, a tightrope that you have to walk 
of like, you know, when, when can I be on this side of the line and when can I be over here? Like when the wind is blowing certain directions, you're yeah. going to have to lean a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I've literally like in, since COVID's happened, dealt with like the two most polar opposites. And it's like a client who I shot their engagement session, they had to reschedule their wedding and then they're eloping and then they're having the ceremony later. Like, the typical, like what's happening right now and how we work together and how, you know, I yeah. refunded some of their stuff. Um, and then there's like the polar opposite where I had to fire a client mm. and it was the first time I had ever done it. And it was really tough and they were emotionally draining me. And mm, yeah, you know, like I could have not refunded them because I shot their engagement session mm. and I had done all this work and I had blocked off like multiple days for them. But in the end, it was like, I'll take the loss in the engagement session because it's not worth it. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. And that's and that's a really hard decision yeah. to fire a client because you feel like they hired me. Like, I didn't hire them. Um, but in a way, you did hire them too. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's and, I always say, like, when we do consultations, yes, they're interviewing us, but we're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing us because mm-hmm. the last thing I want to do is work with a client that's going to make me feel miserable. Been there, done that, I'm not going back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, then you're not going to be serving them well. Exactly. Oh, and that's not going to serve yeah. them well. They're not going to come out of it feeling good. Like, it's going to be bad all around. They need to find someone who works with them well. I tell all my clients, I was like, I'm going to be your best third wheel on your wedding day. Like you are stuck with me all yeah. day. I will 100% make or break your day. So yep. we have to be best friends. Yeah. Like, that's kind of just how it's going to work. And you know, with this particular client, I told her, I was like, I want you to be happy on your wedding. And I don't think I can do that. Yeah. Like, and it was because I was tense and I'm yeah. not going to make art tense. Like I'm the person, like everyone laughs at me at church but like our auditorium's super dark, like our sanctuary's dark, and I like run on the chairs mm. behind people. I'm like, <laughs> I if I'm if I'm worried, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And even though it seems like, uh, like you're hurting them or whatever by firing them, you're actually serving them well. Yeah. To be like, I am not the best fit for you. Yeah. Um, we are not the best fit for each other. So I'm. I'm going to tell you, go find someone else. I will help you find someone else. Exactly. That's and, exactly it. Yeah. And that goes back to connecting. Like it's not even about the photography, the same with other people in the industry. It's about forming relationships. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I mean, like you guys, like how you guys met, it wasn't even about photography. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, that's why you met, but it yeah. was yeah. It right. yeah. Do with your friendship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's yeah. totally true. Yeah. And most of the times whenever we hang out, we don't talk about photography. I mean, we kind of do sometimes because, you know, we run this whole thing together and, you know, business stuff pops up, but a lot of times. But our families have the, like, that's, that's part, like we have family dinners and, Mm -hmm. you know, our kids are best friends. And so it's, it's, you know, yeah, absolutely. Building relationships is, and that's why I even put on my website and the new website that's coming out. I'm so excited about it. It's going to really push. Like I told my designer, I was like, I really want this message to get out that like, I am not just a vendor on your wedding day. Mm -hmm. If you want just a vendor, I'm not your girl. 
I want to be your friend. I want to know you guys because I want to be able to tell your story well. And I can't tell your story well if I don't know you. And if we are not comfortable together, like I want to be up in your business. I'll, I'll do shots with you. I'll like hang out, dance with you, get on the dance floor with you. Like I'm a good time. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I want you to feel comfortable with me doing those things and not be like, why is one of our vendors out here? Like right yeah. next to me, like yeah. trying to hang out with me, you know, like, no, also, like I, I do 99% of the time complimentary engagement sessions. I do. I mean, complimentary, like I have a retainer already. So right. No, no, that's, that's, it. no, mm-hmm. let me just make it clear. Cause there's a photographers listening, you know, yes. right. Right. Yes. Yeah. But you get to know them then. And like, that's how I realized what a bad fit that other client was. Mm-hmm. Their engagement session. Like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, since I've been in Florida that that's happened and I've been back in Florida for six years now. So yeah, it shows a lot, but it does. I mean, and they'll laugh. Like remember at our engagement, like I'm so clumsy or like I'll do something. I was like, these shoes are not right for it. And I'll throw my shoes off and I'll run around barefoot and do something or like get in the water. Cause you know, I'm in Florida. And so and I'm like, all right, well bring extra clothes. <laughs> uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah, no. That's the reason I do the engagement session too. And that's what I tell people when they're like, we don't really need an engagement session or like we already did one or whatever. And I'm like, great, you need to do another one with me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And it's free. So like, why wouldn't you? And, yeah. and I was like, and so I've, I've started telling people, I call it my wedding day boot camp. So because, <laughs> because I was like, we get upwards of two hours to hang out, get to know each other. You get to know how I shoot. I get to teach you how I pose, all of those things. And then on the wedding day, when we only have like 20 minutes for pictures it's going to be super easy it's all going to come flooding back we're going to just be having fun with it instead of me trying to teach you anything and then we walk away from the engagement session besties you know (laughs) i I tell my clients sometimes too i'm like guys think of it like a date night like you're going to get dressed up like it's going to be fun you're going to make memories we're going to talk about like your past so we can bring that out into pictures and Mm -hmm. Like they, they love it. Like, yes. I'm like, it's like a free date night where exactly they're going to see me trip and fall on my face. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, Sorry. oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. I feel like it puts grooms at ease also because 99% of grooms are terrified of picture taking wow. process. They mm-hmm. They're not like out there taking selfies of themselves all the time. They're not excited to get their pictures taken. It's not something that they're really looking forward to. But when they go through that process, and at first they're like, two hours, are you kidding me? And I'm like, I promise, we're going to have fun. And it goes by super fast. And by the end of it, they're always like, okay, that was really fun. I had a lot of fun. Like, okay, this makes wedding day seem like a breeze. Like, I'm not worried anymore. I'm like, this is why I do it. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that like so many people have like the only time that they've ever had professional photos taken was probably at a Sears or yeah. Yeah. like that like little booth at a Walmart or something. <clears throat> and it's, it's super awkward. They didn't want to get dressed up. They're wearing uncomfortable clothes that their parents picked out. And yeah, yeah. Like super, yeah. <laughs> super like with the top button where it's choking yeah. you and and they're just like, Oh, it's hot. And I don't want to do this. Or they they did, you know, some sort of family session when they were kids, but they didn't want to be there. They wanted to run around and play, but they were like, 
told if you stand here, we'll go get donuts afterwards. Because um, mm-hmm. that's that's how we bribe our kids. Uh, <laughs> I, I 100% tell people, please bribe your children. <laughs> I did too. In my welcome packet, I was like, I'm going to bring candy. I'm going to bring bubbles. <laughs> I'm going to let you run around like a crazy person and tackle your sibling at the end. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I, I So I stole some bubbles from a wedding because they had so many. Yeah. Um, and I did this, I don't know, probably like a year ago or so. And then I had a family session later that weekend and I still had the bubbles in my bag and the kid was just, they were not having it. They, we, and, and like, I don't do like super posy posy uh, yeah. family photos, like mantle type shots. Um, but mine are more realistic but they just kept crying the whole time and I was like hey do you like bubbles and I brought that out and they love the bubbles uh-huh. and then we got some like really or I guess that was like that was like two or three years ago now now that I'm thinking about it but um but yeah like he immediately stopped crying yeah we were able to get some great photos I was able to even like blow bubbles up to where they weren't even in the photo and he's just like looking up at me because the bubbles are falling on me and I was like this is so good to have something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, but but yeah I don't know where I was going with that (laughs) no I totally it it was there yeah yeah you mentioned (laughs) bubbles and I was like oh yeah and this this happened but um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like for for a lot of guys, we feel awkward because the only time we've ever had photos taken, we didn't want to, and mm-hmm. we were wearing clothes that we didn't feel comfortable in, um, and they're like, okay, an engagement session. This is going to be horrible because I'm going to have to wear clothes that I don't want to wear, and then I have to stand in these awkward places, and my cheeks are going to hurt because I'm just going to be smiling the whole time. Mm-hmm. And like, I really don't want to do this if we don't have to do this. And that's what goes into connecting. If they're not smiley, be like, all right, we need two for mom. Mm-hmm. And then we're just going to have fun. Like, yeah. And knowing their interests, like I, I have a couple, I have their wedding image reveal um, tomorrow. And he's like, I'm really close with his wife. Mm-hmm. And he's always like, hey, Maddie, like when he knows there's pictures, but knowing <laughs> that he like likes outdoors and fishing and like, I'm, I'm not big into like prop stuff, but there's nothing wrong with them sitting on a dock fishing together. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Magic, you know, if, if that is them. I'm a hundred percent for that. Exactly. Cause yeah. I had a, I had a couple ask, like, they're like, uh, we're going to be doing engagement photos are like we really want to get dressed up and do like fancy ones but is it cool if we just bring some like fishing t-shirts and just throw those on and get a couple with us just like holding our fishing poles I was like yeah that's y'all like you're gonna look at those photos and be like that's us like remember when you know we met and we would go on fishing dates and like that it feels more like them and those photos have more meaning to them and they end up being the favorites. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. They they had so many more of the fishing photos printed at their <laughs> at their wedding than they did the fancy ones. They had like the bigger ones of the fancy ones because like it's fancy, but then they had like a bunch of like five by sevens and eight by tens of all the fishing ones, and everyone was like, "Oh, look at that! Like, oh, you put the wedding ring on the hook!" And uh, yeah, and I was oh, like, "Yeah, okay. yeah, it's cool. It's I, it's them." I had, I don't usually shoot maternity. I send it to one of my best friends. Um, but one of my clients, her 
mom was my son's preschool teacher. So like they got pregnant and of course, like I'm going to do it. And then as a fisherman and we were at the session, I was like, just plop, plop it in the water. Don't like cast it out. You know, no one's going to know it's not baited. And she was laughing and they're having a little boy. So of course that's like a big thing, you Mm -hmm. know? And I was like, no one's going to know. And then she's like, he catches stuff no matter where we go. Like, I don't understand. And we were like in a retention pond. And four seconds later, the reel is like bending. <laughs> and he pulls out this little fish. And there was no bait. He didn't cast it, right? And we were like laughing. And there's a picture of him holding this. And it's tiny. Uh, it's like this big. Uh-huh. But it was just like, she literally just got done saying he catches something everywhere. And yeah. I was just like, let me just get like a silhouette and her bumps like this. And he's like, hold on. <laughs> like, oh, look at that. And so now it's like, they're like, I can't wait to tell our son this story. Cause this was like his first fishing trip, you know? Yep. And I was like, oh, yeah. uh-huh. yeah. oh I love oh, that. Great. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, a little guy from a little guy. And she's uh-huh. like, <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's like that's one, awesome. one day we're going to teach you how to catch fish with exactly. no lure. Exactly. And again, it goes back to like connecting with people. Like that's. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yep. Totally. Yeah. <sighs> love so it. So through, through connecting with people, I mean, we can, we can do all that for like our clients and for like vendor relationships, uh, like you mentioned, like how Rachel and I met. Uh, and a lot has happened since that open house at Aston Mansion where we're just like, you're a photographer? I'm a photographer. We should hang out. <laughs> we should like drink Your kid's whiskey. about the same and... age as my kid. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I met Maddox that same day too because he had Maddox with him. I did have Maddox with me, yeah. So. And, and he was like... Oh, no. I think a little really, bit over a year old. He's like 18 months or something. I, for some reason, or maybe like 17 months. I feel like I remember yeah. that. And that was probably one of the reasons why we talked to you in the first place. Cause we were like, Oh, little kid. We love kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yep. Things yep. <laughs> I get drawn to the kids and they get the party started. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. I always say that when people like, when people don't want to have kids at their wedding, I'm like mistake. It's a big mistake. Mm-hmm. Those kids go out there and they party hard. They like pretend break dance. And I'm like, Ooh, I wanted that too. Like, uh-huh. do that. Yes, I love it. I love kids at weddings. They're the oh best. yeah. This last one, there was, there's this probably like I don't know. I'm really bad with judging ages on kids. <laughs> I'm gonna say eight, but he's probably like fourteen. Um, <laughs> and he just like jumped out there and like started doing the floss, yes. and everyone like there were uh, like the bride's dad who was was not like super social all day. Um, yeah. He wasn't like one of those where he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like super jovial or anything. Um, but he was just, you know, you know, kind of like a Super cowboy. Jovial in there, like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like he jumped out there as soon as the kids started doing the floss and like he started trying to do it. Um, it, it wasn't <laughs> in the photos. It looks great. Yeah. <laughs> but like he jumped out there. I was like, yeah, this is this is a great reason to have kids at your wedding, uh, especially yeah. especially older kids. I mean, babies, they're, they're, they're super cute, um, and they're probably not going to be there the whole time. But they also uh, make it, they do make it hard on the parents. So I get the baby part, but the toddlers yes. and the the little kids that just like have a blast. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so fun. My kids love going to weddings. So just putting that out there. If anybody wants to invite my kids to their wedding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fine. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I've I've had couples invite my I know, I have to, I'm like, you don't like, no, not <laughs> one. They'll be no. on me the entire day. I can't yeah. do that. Yeah, like they would they would have a lot of fun because you're going to have like this inflatable bounce house, but they're going to want to take all the pictures. They're going to want to hang on my back. They're going to want me to go get them yep. goldfish. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, not going to be great. But um, but yeah, like so with with we've kind of talked about how um, we can help improve other people like other people's relationships, other people's lives through encouragement and everything. Um, how have you seen, like through encouraging others and through building others up, how have you seen that impact your life? I mean, you, I mean, you kind of mentioned a little bit about that, um, which, which I wanted to talk about more of this. So yay for memory. Um, but like whenever you did the, what was it? A hundred days? days. Of, yes. Yeah. So, um, also when I was doing the compliment to stranger thing, uh, mm-hmm. I was going back to college and I had to do a gratitude journal and I was like, this blows up. Um, <laughs> I want to do it different. And so I did one of those ask for forgiveness instead of permissions. Uh-huh. And I would use my art to do it. And I, so I did a hundred happy days many years ago. Um, and then with COVID and everything happening, I knew if I didn't focus on the joy in things, it was going to be really easy to slip away, especially like we talked about before we got on air, like businesses are crumbling right now, especially in our industry. I could easily go down that rabbit hole or I can look at the positives. And so I was like, time to do this hundred happy days challenge again. So if anyone wants to know what it is, you can go to hundredhappydays.com. And basically once a day, you post a picture about something that you're happy about that day. Um, and you, you want to be happy for a hundred days straight. And they say, you know, after 30 days, you create a habit. And so Mm -hmm. after 30 days, I was just happier in general. Um, yeah. And I took a week out during blackout week for all like the black lives matter movement. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was my time. Right. Um, and it grew me so much. Mm -hmm. Like, and it forced me to do some self portraiture, which I, yeah yeah that one that you posted i mean you've you've taken a few self-portraits over the 100 happy days um but yeah some of the like i really love the trampoline one that you did i was like that is super creative really fun like it ties in with your personality of being like a fun person and not just like a you know stiff whatever um i actually just had to take my trampoline down because my insurance company was like, what? What? The pieces are literally on the floor right here. Oh, no. Down. They wouldn't let you keep it up even with like a, a thing around it? Well, I took the thing down because it didn't look good in picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, my old insurance company, North Carolina, does not insure Floridians, um, because we have lots of wonderful hurricanes. Sure. So they were like, as long as you have a fence, it's fine. And this company's like, no. So I took it down until um, the year is done in October, and then I'll search for another company and put it back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it makes it like the best. Gotcha. Yeah. Google search which insurance companies yeah. will insure it. I literally went to Facebook. I was like, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I've heard, even here, I've heard that, um, yeah, trampolines are a big issue with insurance companies if you don't have the surround thing on it. Like, mm. and then, yeah, they so won't. Most of them that I've called here, they're like, nope, still a liability. People break things all the time. And I'm like, but I have oh, People so break things it. walking out their door. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, I've walked into a door a few times. <laughs> yeah. I've broken more things on a wet floor after someone mopped than I have on a trampoline. Yeah. John, was your question about an image based on the trampoline image? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, was my question based on that? Yeah. You, well, you mentioned you had a question about one of my images. Oh, no. No, that was just, I just thought of that one. Uh, like, as we were talking, I was like, oh, yeah, that self-portrait one. That was really cool. Um, just, like, how it, it felt very creative for a self-portrait instead of just like, I'm gonna go sit by this window and yeah. you know, use this good light. Uh, I'm just like staring at your Instagram right now. I love it so much. <laughs> your work is so beautiful, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I mean, cause I'm super hard on myself. <laughs> no, it's so, so good. I love it. Thank love, you. love it. Yeah. So. You mentioned that like, as you were going through the 100 happy days, you became just kind of like overall happier where it was a lot easier to just be happy and find the happy things. Um, I, I've, there's something that, uh, so my dad, um, my dad was a pastor, uh, and he, he used to preach on the radio, um, way back in like my high school days. And he had this one sermon where he talked about the reticular activating system in your brain, um, that like it, it's a filter pretty much mm -hmm. and where you can train your brain to filter a certain way. So there are some people that are kind of like they filter in a negative way and everything is just kind of like, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good day, but this happened. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there are other people who filter in a positive light and they find the happiness and they're like, you know, you know, this, this, it was a great day. Cause this happened. They're like, well, didn't, didn't like someone back into your car? Like, oh yeah, someone did back into my car. I mean, that, I mean, but that was like one moment. But overall, like it was a great day. The weather was great, um, and and it takes time to like train. And if you continue to focus on the positive, if you continue to um, to like search out something to be happy for. I mean, we ask our kids like, what are five things that you're grateful for every night? Because um, we're wanting to train them in a way that they think that's good, about that's being question. grateful and they think yeah. about that kind of stuff. And like, I, I feel like even through photography, if you can, um, if you can focus more on uh, like on the happy stuff, on the, on the relationships, on those kind of things uh, and train your brain to filter that way, then you're going to see it immediately like yeah. if you're on a wedding day and you're and you're looking around you're not in that like kind of frazzled like okay there's so many things going on right now let me uh, i got a picture of this you know those people are talking that's cool but you're just like you're almost it's like an extra sense almost where you can yeah. feel like oh there's something happening over here i'm gonna go take a picture of this yeah. um and i it's really really interesting i'm very interested like in psychology and how our brains work and all that kind of stuff and uh like as as a teenager um i 
I chose to um, to like focus on being happy. Um, which is like almost to a fault now because there are people who have done me really wrong over the years. And then uh, my wife will be like, you know, don't you remember whenever they did this to you? I'm like, oh yeah, they did do that to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was, that was horrible. Why would they do that? But like, I don't hate them or anything. And, you know, I see them pop up on Facebook. I'm like, Oh, Hey, you had another kid. Cool. Double click. Um, but, but I don't like, I don't know. I feel like, uh, like training my brain to, to see, to see the positive, um, has perspective. yeah it's like taking all those grudges away because uh, i used to hold grudges and i was like no. it's easy to yeah you took my capri sun when we were six and i'm <laughs> not going to be friends with you anymore because i was the last the the last of the, the yeah. career, whatever uh but yeah it i know i've i thought of that when you said um when you said that about how after you know, 30 days of creating a habit or whatever, but like in the middle of doing those hundred days of happiness or a hundred happy days, um, like you started to feel happier. And I, I wonder if that is because like your brain was changing in that way of, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Those pathways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Neurological even, you know, those neurological pathways. There's so much um, psychology behind art, if, if you want to look into it, yes. you know, and the same with like connecting, like even with others in the industry, like you guys did, um, mm -hmm. you know, like I have my little industry tribe too. And I don't know, there's just, it, it changes the way the endorphins go in your brain. Mm -hmm. like, it really does. And there's like a bazillion TED talks. There's a bazillion sermons that back it all up. Like there's... Yeah it's easy to, to find the information on Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. And, um, I know I, I feel like there's a good, like you can still balance, um, community and competition. Yes. Um, because we're not, I mean, Rachel and I, we're like in the same price bracket here mm -hmm. in town and there are, uh, for sure, some couples that I've talked to who have booked with her. And I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, I remember talking to them. But like, I'm like, uh, part of me is like, oh, they should have booked with me. Um, but then the other part, I'm like, no, like Rachel's a great photographer. Yeah, like they're, they're going to get a great experience. And we have very different styles. So it's so that's how I was thinking, like you guys are very night and day. So if someone chose one or the other, it's pretty apparent why. Right. Yeah. Yes. We're very light and dark in that way. I think too, like you guys had asked me um, in like, you know, the email mm -hmm. about, you know, can we balance community over competition and, I can. I see why others can't. Yeah. But I think with that, you have to respect what you do as a business person and as an artist, and you have to give grace in a situation mm -hmm. in order for that unity to happen. And like, you know, I, I have a business mentor who's like become one of my really good friends. And I always know that there's a fine line. Like, like she's right. always going to help me and now I can help her sometimes, but there's always like, I always respect, like, that's the one thing about her, her business. And she's, you know, 
a big provider for her family and like you know photographers are like the biggest thing people argue over spots and if you don't tell a spot then you're you don't believe in community right and like so i'm i don't care because there's people artists very similar to all of us somewhere locally whether they're like recognized or not recognized or whatever and but we're not really going to see the same thing the same way but also like I usually don't have an issue telling. There's a flip side too. Like if I know someone is struggling with going out and being creative, I won't tell them. I'll tell them the general area and let them figure it out because mm-hmm. they have to train themselves to do it. And some people could see it as like not being, you know, like a sense of community, but I'll go out there with you and explore like, hey, let's go walk or like a big place around here is called Eagle Lake Park. I'll be like, let's go walk around it together. You know, like, I won't tell you where it's at, but let's go see what we can find together and see Mm. if we can figure it out. You know, like that's. Yeah. Well, and there's something to be said for searching for your own spots too that work for your photography because every every one of us shoots in a different way. And, you know, whenever I find a new spot that I'm like, oh, this is my jam. Like, I don't necessarily want everyone trying to recreate what I'm doing. Like I want you to fit, like you said, find something that works for you, go explore, maybe do some free sessions at different places or whatever, find some places Mm -hmm. that work for you. Um, And so, yeah, no, I've had people ask me about specific spots that there, there was one spot here in town that for a while I wasn't, I wouldn't tell anybody where it was, but you have to protect your business, but it's because it was a hidden spot and it was a spot that I found because I grew up in that area. I had been exploring that area for years and I didn't want it run over by every single person and their mother because it was a small spot also. And it was in a residential neighborhood. So like, I didn't want there to be a million people coming there all the time as well. So, you know, but on the people have to respect that. Yes. And uh, there have been times where when I'm going to a new, uh, like a new city or whatever, and I've reached out to people that I have a relationship with and ask them, I will always caveat it with, if you don't want to tell me, I am totally okay with that because I understand that feeling of like not wanting somebody else to come in and just take your spot that you worked hard to find. Totally fine with that. I will go exploring myself, but you know, if you want to give it to me, I will take it. It's just of like respecting someone else's boundaries Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and knowing who they are as a person. Cause like, you know, there's going to be people who won't share, like we have a local photographer here and she was helpful and someone completely there's the not the specific photographer but the person asking for the photographer's help their husband bought the building that this girl's studio was in and wouldn't renew her lease so his wife can move in like oh, so wow. i don't blame this other person for not wanting to tell her secrets yeah. she had to rebrand everything like new logos new website everything so it's just like you you have to understand and respect like i am full-time I am a single mom. Right. I have to provide for my son. I will 100% help you, but also I can't do it at the expense of losing everything. It's a conversation right. John and I were just having this week, actually, about mm-hmm. this because 
of how much we give whenever we do our workshops and like talking about that we might need to place some boundaries on that because yeah, like you said, like we work full time in this. This is our job. And like families. Yes. And like I we don't have a secondary income. Like my husband takes care of the house and the kids. Like I am the income for our family, you know? So there is something that you do have to protect that in a way. Like you don't want to be completely closed off and you I and I love our community and I want to the, the photography community in general, but I also want to figure out where's the boundary, where's the line of like, I'm going to give away like too much to where I'm working myself out of my job. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to do that either. You know, we have to look at the character, not, not just the character, but look at where they're at. Cause like yeah. it can be really easy for us that are experienced to overwhelm somebody new and you oh, don't want them to like walk away being like, I can't do this. Like we want to give it to them in pieces. Yeah. Mm. And you want to give them like, I think that like through education and, and also like sharing, uh, like photo locations. Um, when I lived in Austin, I had someone reach out to me because I took like this really cool shot of this couple, like between all these rocks. And they're like, where is that? Like where, we don't have mountains to climb around here. Where is that? I was like, oh, it's just like this park. But I didn't tell him, oh, it's this park and you have to like walk along the creek for a while. And then there's this place. But I was like, yeah, it's at this park. You go find the spots in that park that work for you. And like you use your creative mind and you make it yours. And the same with education. I feel like we can give like the building blocks for things. Like, uh, like I've... I, I've learned a, a ton uh, from Ben Hartley yeah. and he gives a lot, but he also gives building blocks and like with the whole, um, like my inquiry process of like phone calls and emails and all that, I don't have, like, I didn't just take from like Ben or Adam Mason or Devin Robinson or anything. Like I, I took like pieces from all of them um, and a lot of other places. Yeah. And then I also made it into my voice and, yeah. and found out what worked for my, my clients. Cause my clients in Texas are very different than clients in Ohio or yeah. you know, DC or whatever. Um, and I feel like when we are just, sharing everything and like oh yeah this is like verbatim everything that i tell a client this is verbatim you know these are all the poses and like i'm gonna put them on little flashcards for you so you can stick them to the back of your camera and and that kind of stuff it takes away people's creativity and then they're just trying to like create a cookie cutter of what you've already done and they're like oh you were successful at this you took this photo of this couple under this tree i'm going to go to that location i'm going to set them there i'm going to take this exactly what you did yeah Yeah. i think it also can create unrealistic expectations Mm, and like as artists we all have such different visions and that's like my my photography best friend like we'll go out and we'll create the exact same image sometimes and then two shots later, we're standing like this close to each other and we have like something incredibly different. different perspectives. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> I also think like as far as the community over competition thing, we get so set on what works for us and we get really ticked when people don't follow it to a T or they're like, no, this is what you need to do. And like you, you can't. 
you can't do that because right. even, even if we have a similar market and a similar clientele, we're, there's still something different attracting different people. Otherwise, like they wouldn't pick one over the other. You know, mm -hmm. they, there's still something there. You, it can't be cookie cutter. And that's, what's hard about education too. Like, I don't know when I, I just recently started mentoring people. Mm -hmm. That's a little iffy about it because I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Right. <laughs> it's, it's like a massive questionnaire. And that's how I was mentored. And yeah. like, you know, even even with like Ben Hartley stuff, like they look at all sorry, there's like something. <laughs> <laughs> they look at your website specifically. They look at everything specific to you, and there's blanket statements and there's specific statements. And like there are things across the board that work for everyone and so we need to be sharing that with other people because they're going to find it in anywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But also like, don't be mean, just keep scrolling. If like you don't agree with something mm -hmm. or say it in a different way. And I think that's also like a big role in balancing community over competition. Like just like, Hey, you know, that didn't work for me, but this is how I twisted it and made it work for me. Yeah. Like right. in this regard and we can share those things and oh, yeah. if you do it yeah. the right way, it could also lead into potential mentoring clients or yeah. second shooters or associates. Like that's how I got my associate. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's really good. Like you can, you can take things and then turn it to what works for you. Like yeah. I've, I've learned a ton of posing stuff from people who do like they have five poses and that's what they do. They just cycle through those five poses with different backgrounds. And, uh, and I'm like, Oh yeah, I love those five poses. Those are great. And like, I've incorporated a couple of those into like my go-to things, yeah. but a lot of mine, it's just like, off the top of my head i'm like i don't know i see this light we should do something with it uh, yeah. so let's come over <laughs> here when i get there i'm like all right let's mold you like let's uh -huh. do that to him and mm -hmm. i get that yeah and i do i love that with like whenever we do our in-person workshops we do these styled shoots and we will go through and show how each of us will photograph details couples all that kind of stuff but then we have like an hour or two of just like free time y'all do you do you and it's really cool at that point to see their images and how one person is looking at this and they're like oh i'm gonna backlight this and another person is like oh i'm gonna go over here and get this like this good rim light and like get this hair going and uh and it's it's interesting because we just showed them everything that we're doing and they could just go through and do the exact same thing. And like, okay, yeah, you set them up in this doorway. I'm going to do that. And then like, let me see, you had her hand here. I'm going to, okay, you put your hand and like try and recreate everything, but they tend to do like, even if they're trying to recreate it, it's, it's always going to be different. We have, we have different, uh, different ways of of seeing things as you creatives. put emotion into it too like when you're yeah communication is a big part of it like how you tell them how to do something is going to affect how tense or how relaxed they are mm -hmm. and, and also leading into like that in community over competition like create a relationship with the other person don't make it about 
business. And then when you ask the business stuff, people tend to be less defensive because they know where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you just lead with, Hey, tell me all your business secrets. It's like, I don't know. I don't know where your heart is in this. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to do that. So, but yeah, that is that is cool. I think that is a difficult uh, kind of seesaw of of balance um, to balance community and competition. Um, and sometimes you're going to lean a little bit more on the competition side uh, for certain things, and other things you're going to be completely open. And like, yeah, I, this is, this is cool. Like I will tell you about, you know, how we do this one pose or this one shot or, you know, how I, uh, you know, like uh, expose for the sunset and still get them to where they're not just a silhouette and that kind of stuff. I think that's, I think that's, uh, it's a hard thing to, to learn as, uh, as uh, creatives and you know yeah. trying to help out friends and everything um, but I think it's a and it's an important thing to work on mm-hmm. so well cool yeah man I feel like we talked about so many different things this is, so many things. Yeah. this is so good <laughs> so nervous when this started and I'm like yeah besties <laughs> yeah yeah we can, we can <laughs> chat for another more. couple hours we're good <laughs> well uh, so yeah so as we kind of wrap this up we have a little part of the show where we talk about what we're loving this week um and it could be movies shows books food whatever um what what yeah whatever whatever is like bringing you joy making you happy um so rachel would you like to go first Sure, sure. Cool. Um, mine always tends to be like movies or TV. <laughs> I've been watching way too much of it. Uh, well, actually, I take that back. I always, so the reason I watch so many movies and TVs, just just to caveat that, is because that's what I do while I'm editing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I tend to watch a lot more than I think. And I don't really watch it per se. It's like there. Listening, yeah. it's there. It's, yeah. it's part of my brain, the way it works. I have to have something going on as background noise or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. anyway. So, um, this week, however, um, I don't know if you guys have seen the Bill and Ted's, uh, the, what's the, oh, Bill and Ted, the new one that just came out. I don't know uh, the name, but yeah, it's a new Bill name. and Ted. It's the third one, right? Okay. So a friend of mine recently told me, cause I, okay, going to the movies is like one of my all time favorite things to do. Like. I will go to the movie in the middle of the day by myself. No problem. Like I love the movies. So when COVID hit, that's been one of my like just devastating things. <laughs> like yeah, not yeah. being able to go to the movies. But one of my friends recently told me, she was like, nobody's at the movies. They're doing a really good job of social distancing people. Like you should go to the movies. And I was like, okay. So this last weekend I took the girls to go see Bill and Ted's. And she, she was right. There's like barely anybody there. Everybody's social distancing. You have to wear your mask until you go in and can sit down. And like the seats are like, they make sure you're way far apart from any other party, that kind of thing. I'm like, okay, this is, yeah, this is great. This is better than going to the grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was way less scarier than going to the grocery store. Yes. Yes. So went, first of all, so good. I'm a big fan. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> like, I literally, I, I started to tear up at the end when they, they got with it. I was like, yes, Bill and Ted, you did it. <laughs> but then I came home and I uh, watched the other two um, as just like, 
I have to rewatch them. And actually, it had come on, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the first one, had come mm-hmm. on the day that we were going to go see the movie. So I'd watched part of it that day. Nice. But I came home and watched both of them um, because why not? And so Bill and Ted's new movie was excellent. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I that down too. Yeah. <laughs> with all these nuggets. It was I, real good. <laughs> when, they, when they announced that they were going to have like a new Bill and Ted, I was like, oh, now this is like one of those internet things where they're like, oh yeah, wouldn't this be cool if they did a new movie? Because it's been like what? Almost 25 years or so? Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time because they were both like kids. They were teenagers. Um, Oh, well, I think the- They were probably in their 20s. I think when they were in, when they did Bogus Adventure, they were in their 20s. Yeah. 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 But yeah, because I, I had recently watched a little bit of their excellent adventure and I was like, Keanu Reeves is just like a baby. A baby. Yeah. Yes. That one is one of it's my my the new one or the the first one are like they're they're both really good. Bogus okay. Adventure is a little Yeah, sequels are hard. It's a sequel. We'll say that it's a sequel. Yeah. It's not okay. terrible, but it's not great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But cool. Yeah, I've be... I've been interested in seeing it, so it that's really good. good. And the girls loved it too. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Is that that's your that's what Bill, I got. Bill and Ted across the board? That's what I got. That is loving this week. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, Maddie, what are you loving? Um. Well. So a couple weeks ago, Two Man Studios posted in their group, like, what films uh, inspire you for photography and stuff. And so I always loved Handmaiden's Tale. It's so twisted and dark. But the cinematography is so flipping good. Uh I went back and I started rewatching it and I started guessing how they were lighting things. (laughs) I do that too, especially when it's like a really good movie where like the cinematography is really beautifully done. Yes. And it is in the show. And like when I watched it years ago or whatever, like I noticed it, but this time I was like, I'm going to go figure this out. Mm -hmm. And um, so then I started researching cinematic photographers and how they light and how they do weird things. And so I've been watching all this weird, weird, you know, things. And then I started freaking watching Hamilton. I don't know if you guys are. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. It's (laughs) it's the way that they light things to create certain effects. And like, also because I photograph worship events so much, like that lighting can, you know, like if I take a picture from the stage like this, it's fully lit and it's fine and it's pretty. But if I walk around Mm -hmm. and I, I create something more dramatic in that fact. And so I'm like watching how Hamilton does it and how like the stage is rotating, but it's dark and it's like, they're not moving, but then they're moving because it's rotating. And like, like, Oh, how could I do this with the reception? And uh-huh. so I've been like watching and singing. Hamilton all week. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. Love it. Yeah. My kid is so over it. <laughs> again, again, again. Again with Theodosia. <laughs> yeah, it is, man, we have watched Hamilton over and over again. And it is, it's one of the better, um, better plays that I've seen um, in, in the way that, like, how they transition from scene to scene. Yeah. Because yeah. 
Other really times, good. like you got the people all dressed in black and they're coming out there and moving mm-hmm. tables and yes. stuff. But like Hamilton, he's like, there's just a chair that appears because one of the backup dancers like was dancing with it over her head and then she yes. puts it down mm-hmm. and then George Washington sits down and like as he's bringing the quill down, like this table the appears magic. from other dancers. And it's exactly. like, art. it goes with the music. It's very well done. Um, yeah, and I really feel like we can learn wedding flow like that. Oh yeah. No, like there's so much storytelling in Hamilton that isn't mm-hmm. normal for Broadway. Like yep. Oh yeah. Which I think is one of the reasons why it was so successful, because it's so different. Yeah. And it's you know, it's it's not the same old cats and it's not not yeah, everything that all, we've seen. All norms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not only the music, but also yeah. like the rotating uh the they rotating stage like places. yeah and like going into the psychology of that like we we've done uh going back to that uh that popcast that we were talking about before we started recording yeah. uh Aaron, who is their coo she has this spreadsheet of like two or three hundred videos of like interviews of Hamilton and like whenever they do the the shows out on the street before they were uh, yes. going on stage and uh, and one of those was an interview with Lynn manuel and he was talking about how um, he made the stage turn to where uh, Hamilton was constantly walking and mm-hmm. he would be walking around but then like burr would be standing still in the and middle it's, so, it's such a play and, on just like hamilton's mm-hmm. always going right yeah. not yeah and bird you know he he tells him to stop talking yeah. and he's like very like don't let him know what you're thinking because then oh. they can't be against you and and all that it's it's very interesting how much thought was put into the lighting, the set, all of that kind of stuff, um, which, yeah. yeah, which is, is really cool. Like analyzing that, like, how can I use that in portraits or how can I use that during reception lighting where, you know, sure they've got the light coming in from the DJ or whatever for the toast. But like, if you go around to the side and you get like that side light, that nice Rembrandt or something while they're talking, um, you know, it can, it can really add a lot of emotion. Yeah. I, I also think like, again, with the connection and getting to know people, like if you start to get to know them, you can almost start to anticipate what they're going to do. Just like how you were saying in Hamilton, like, okay, one character is moving and one character staying still. And that's very true, but it was based on their personality. So like learning that you can start to see and anticipate maybe what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and like I, when I was first getting started full time, a, a high school football team, was like, hey, we need our games photographed. And it was like $300 a game. And it was like, a, you know, for two hours on a Saturday or Friday night. And it was like six, six Fridays. Like that's such good money. Mm-hmm. What it taught me was to anticipate what was about to happen. And I translated it into my work. Like if I see a grim move this way, I know they're about to go. And so I'm moving. And if he moves his hand like this, it's like, oh, he's about to spin her. I want to do this certain thing. And so, you know. Mm-hmm. 
learning to connect with people and other photographers. Like, okay, if you know that they're going to ask for this, like, oh, I know they shoot like this. I can help them like, oh, you know, based on your style, this is where you should go. Like I recognize this and it reminded me of you. Yeah. 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 That is, that's so good. We can bring, uh, there's so much inspiration in so many different things, especially movies and shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, which I mean, I'll I'll get into mine too because it's very similar. Um, but Maddie, did you have anything else that you were loving before I jump into mine? Do I have, no? That was it. Okay, okay. Um, it's funny that you mentioned the the two man studios uh, group uh, because one of mine comes from my answer to that question yes. uh, when Erica asked that because I love Chef's Table. Yeah. On on Netflix, which is like a a docu-series on different chefs. My son loves that, by the way. And he loves all sorts of cooking shows. So that's, I know exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's so well done. And there's a new season that just came out um, on barbecue, uh, which has made me really want some barbecue. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we were watching that the other night and I was doing the same thing where I was like, how are they lighting the steak? And it's (laughs) like... I, I know like they were on a beach and he was like, he had made this fire by himself. And I was like, I know that this is not natural light yeah. because of where this is coming in. And I saw the like open shot of the beach and was like, you, you don't have good light like this. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I wonder what kind of light, like how far away was it? You know, what kind of diffuser did they have on that to make it that soft where it looked like daylight and uh, and I don't know, it's just very, um, very interesting, like, especially while they're cooking and yeah. the way that they light uh, different chefs uh, to match their personalities. Because there's one guy that's like much more um, you know, kind of stoic and just like not super emotional. And they did a lot of... Um, like side lighting and they did a lot of more like kind of masculine, very harsh, very hard shadows uh, that met his personality. And then there's another lady who's just like this really, really happy old grandma. And, uh, and like the lighting was completely different for her and it matched her personality. I was like, that is a lot as like the director of photography to know what you need to do and everything so uh but yeah chef's table barbecue go check it out it is is really cool plus the first episode is here in texas in lexington at snows um and she's super cool i i got to meet her in high school because um i had basketball practice in lexington so uh it was it was cool it's like hey i remember her from like that's so crazy 15 20 years ago um but yeah, so Chef's Table, and then I'm also um, listening to a book right now. Um, I really liked the series on Netflix uh, called The Haunting at Hill House, uh, yes. which is based on the also novel. Also really cinematic. Also very cinematic. Yeah, yeah the lighting in that is crazy. Yeah. Um, and the story is amazing. Crazy, yes. Very different than the novel, I did not know because um, I love Shirley Jackson and like her lottery and uh, some of the smaller pieces that she's written. Um, and I had not read 
Haunting at Hill House. So I started listening to that on Audible, and um, and it's very different. Like it's not it's not about a family uh, where everyone's related. It's uh, like he's pulling in people from all over the States to come to this house. Um, So it's a very different story, but still um, it's still very interesting. I'm, you know, pretty, pretty early. Like I'm still in the first half of the book, but very well written. I enjoy it a lot. If you're into reading, I would suggest uh, reading or listening to Shirley Jackson's haunting at Hill house or watching the show because the show is amazing and the way that they tie in things from the first couple episodes into all the way through the end uh, and it's not like, like super super that, scary okay because i was gonna ask i feel like that's one that you told me that i wouldn't like there are parts that i think you probably wouldn't like um there there are some uh creature type people um that you may not may yeah. not may not be too too great with but the story is really good uh, it's like 90 percent. yes it yes. was so you might feel a certain way while you're watching it but then the end changes it yeah mm-hmm. like the okay. plot uh the plot changes the way that you see these characters uh, okay so okay. yeah right. it's I definitely think- it's definitely yeah, worth okay. checking out um and and yeah it's not like a bunch of jump scares and like okay creepy you know freddy krieger type stuff okay uh, i don't do horrors and i don't do like real scary stuff maddie yeah. i always ask john because he likes scary stuff and so i'm always like john's my filter like will i like this <laughs> <laughs> this is that more like it, it is horror obviously but it, it's like a mental thing yes yeah okay, okay. Yeah. And like the the plot and how everyone is interconnected and um, okay. and the the story behind the house and everything is very interesting. Um, I'll probably go through and watch it again because I'm going to. Um, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's what I'm loving this week. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, it was so good to talk to you, Maddie. Oh my gosh, this conversation was life-giving and fantastic. I'm really grateful. I really appreciate you. you yeah. Guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. This was really fun. It is good to see your face and like talk to you um, more than like whenever you go live in your group and I'm just like there in the comments. Or, or like you're... random passing at creative. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. I'll get to, like convention normal again. Right. So, yes. I know. I'm still kicking myself that I didn't go to creative with John. You should have. I so should bad. have. I know. When he got back and started telling me about it, I was like, Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. You yeah. still got to learn from John about it. So yeah, yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> One of these days we'll have, we'll have conventions again and we can all. I know. So I was like, okay, well I'm going out. next year. And then freaking COVID happened. Yeah. Those when next year will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Maddie, where can people find you? Where can they follow along? Uh, um, so you can follow me on Instagram. Um, madness Photography, but Madness has two Ds uh, in it. 
like my name. Everyone's like, do you know you spelled it wrong? And I was like, no. Yeah, I spelled it the <laughs> way I wanted. This was on purpose. Um, so madness photography with an underscore. There's another madness photography whose business is not madness photography. Okay. <laughs> they want me to buy them out and it's like a whole thing. So it's with an underscore. <laughs> um, I have a mentoring group. It's body because it was great during COVID and now, you know, like I've been blessed with my business picking back up and mm. a lot of one-on-one -on -one mentoring sessions. Um, but it's called in the madness together. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's, go. it's great. I enjoy it. I like, I like how like a lot of your videos, um, like you're just like cooking and you're like, Hey, yeah. I'm just, I'm cooking dinner right now, but I'm going to talk to you about like how to show We're up eating. We're eating dinner. We're eating. Yeah. It's, like, I love that. it's very personal. I'm like, I feel like I'm in your kitchen right now. Like, oh, that's so fun. Yeah, I, just, I love that. I just want to smell the food that you're cooking. <laughs> Usually um. doesn't smell good. So <laughs> let your imagination run wild <laughs> or like onion. So, mm. uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I can post them um, underneath here. Yeah, yeah. We'll share a link to your In the Madness group um, here in the Facebook group. And then also, um, for those of you listening on the podcast, we're going to have all of these links where to find Maddie on uh, in the show notes. So you can click all right, right on over there. Thanks, you guys, so much. Yeah. This is so wonderful. Yeah, it was so much fun. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, go, go follow Maddie, go, uh, join her group, have some fun, watch her cook, watch her eat uh, while, you, while you learn a bunch watch of stuff. Get hit with Nerf guns. In the exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the light and dark podcast. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our light and dark photography podcast group by heading to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for light and dark photography podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield and you can find me on Instagram at allheartphoto. The Light and Dark podcast is recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast. This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.